Struggling to stay up to date with social media? Do you want to get ahead online? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, the podcast for public sector professionals who want to elevate their digital communications. Here's your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to season five of the award-winning Public Sector Marketing Show. I've had a bit of a content marketing hiatus, but I am back and I hope you stick with me through season five. There are already 76 episodes in the Public Sector Marketing Show archives, but so much has changed in marketing since I've been speaking to you, so we all need to catch up. In this episode, I'm bringing you back to January 2023 when I launched the audiobook for Public Sector Marketing Pro. I bring you behind the scenes of some personal and professional tales, and I speak to Kieran O'Malley about what drives my passion for public sector marketing. So, welcome to episode 77, and as I said, I hope you stick with me for season five. Welcome back, public sector pros, but where have I been? I wrote about this on LinkedIn recently, and I've linked that LinkedIn post that kind of went a little bit viral in the blog post associated with the podcast. But here's what I learned from taking an eight-month content marketing break. Writing requires you to have your mojo. Any form of creativity requires you to have your mojo. So when you're feeling a little bit burnt out and overwhelmed, guaranteed it's time to take a step back. And that can be really challenging for business owners, but also for those of you who are working in high-paced, fast-moving environments like public sector. Writing and creativity requires space and solitude, so you need that quiet time. And if you don't have the quiet time in your brain, then it's not going to work. I always know when I'm inspired to write, and it's something that I used to push back against for many years. But as I've got older and wiser, I now realize that when I'm inspired to write, I'm in flow and it comes quicker and the quality is better. So if you are a creator, content marketer, any sort of media and press or social media warrior in public sector, make sure that you get that time, that space and that solitude to carve it out for yourself to create great content, of course, in the public interest. And a big thing that we all need to remind ourselves that it's okay to take a break. But sometimes you need to prioritize when you are at capacity. And I was beginning to get in to capacity in my business earlier this year. And if you've listened to earlier episodes of the Public Sector Marketing Show, you will have heard me talk about my four Ps. And that is planning, prioritizing, practicing what I preach, and then that leads to no procrastination. So that P of prioritizing was something that I needed to lean into. I knew that I couldn't do everything, and so I asked myself, What is the one thing that I can swap out or move away from for a number of months in order to let me have room to grow my business? And of course, it was the public sector marketing show. Don't be mad with me. I'm now back more enthusiastic and more creative than ever before. 
So I wanted to focus on business growth, and you might be asking yourself, Joanne, why are you telling us we're not entrepreneurs, we're not self-employed, we're not in business, we work in public sector, we are civil servants. But I think a lot of the lessons that I learned over the last eight months, I can impart and share with you, and I do think that they will add value. With transformation, you need time to learn new marketing practices, you need to introduce new work, processes and you need to test and learn and I've been doing that for the past eight months. We've also added to our team and we've also shifted how we do business. We haven't changed what we deliver to our clients of course and the standard will not be compromised but what I have changed is being a bit more discerning about how I invest my time in the business. So you're going to see more faces at Public Sector Marketing Institute. You're going to see more specialist trainers. I will still be there, but I will be dedicating my time to other projects. Um, but of course, I'm still available to you. Um, and if you want to drive transformation forward, then you need to take that break. There is absolutely no point in trying to introduce new work practices or new tools, and in the upcoming episodes, we're going to talk about AI and how that is transforming marketing. So I want you to ask yourself, and maybe you need to ask your line manager, where is the time that we are going to have as a team to have that capacity, that thinking time, that solitude, and that creativity to actually reform and transform how we do our marketing. So maybe you need a content marketing hiatus. Public sector pros, do you want to progress in your career? Are you going for promotion? Do you want to stay ahead of the digital media landscape? We can help you. View our training calendar at publicsectormarketingpros.com. This week I had my interview for the Network Ireland Established Businesswoman of the Year Awards. After winning the Galway Heat, it was time to go to Dublin and to meet some leaders in business who would challenge me on why I was deserving. Now, I've been a digital marketer and a communications professional for over 20 years, so I'm pretty comfortable and confident and competent in that space. But am I a great businesswoman? Well, that was the big question this week. But it got me thinking as I shared with those experts why I have such a passion for public sector marketing. And I thought I might as well share it with you. We all have skin in the game. Government and public sector exist on behalf of citizens. They operate in the public interest, they develop legislation and policy, and then it is their responsibility to have open and transparent and accountable government. And so you know my mission is, and if you don't know, I'm going to reshare it with you. My mission is to elevate the standard of digital communications in government and public sector in the public interest, one digital message at a time. And I know for a fact that those of you that follow and listen and subscribe to this podcast also buy into that mindset, that culture, and that commitment. I understand that digital, social media, and the vociferous conversations that citizens are having online make you fearful but I'm asking you to lean into the why of public sector marketing. And that simply is, is to be there in the public interest, on a platform, on a channel, when the public need you. So let's go to my conversation with Kieran O'Malley about why I got into public sector marketing, why I wrote the book, how I produced the audio book, and what keeps me so passionate about the sector. 
so big thanks to Joanne, first of all, for having me here today. She's obviously never heard me host anything before, but we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. So we're going to have a bit of fun here today, and we're going to learn about this brilliant book. So, From the Apprentice to the Master of Public Sector Marketing. It's been some journey for you. Go with most glamorous granny. Congratulations. <laughs> to you. a powerhouse of digital communications. This is some achievement, and we're going to find out a bit more about this book today. So I suppose we're going to start off, because where we are today, we're going to chat, have a quick chat with Mary Rogers about this phenomenal facility. So Mary, would you like to join us on the stage and we can chat about this brilliant room? It's a big round of applause for Mary. Hi everybody, you're all very welcome to the Porter Shed. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Mary Rogers. I'm the CEO of Galway City Innovation District, better known as Porter Shed. And you're in Portershed Ado, the second building in the Galway City Innovation District. Um, the Portershed is a co-working space and innovation hub for indigenous tech startup and scaling companies. Uh, we have been in operation for six years, have supported the creation of over 835 jobs and have had more than 10,000 people come through our doors. So we love to see people coming through, like Joanne, our first audiobook recording. It was super exciting for us. Um, we love innovating through our innovation space, podcast studio, and production studio. And um, we just love any startup ideas. So if you want to learn more about the Porter Shed, if you have an idea for a startup, please get in touch or follow us on social, portershed.com. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mary. Thank you so much. So Joanne, we'll have a quick chat before we start. You're the lady of the hour. This is the second version of this book, the second edition. Yep. But you've been in business now for 15 years, since you're about 12. Um, five years ago, you, you kind of niched down. Tell us, you know, what made you make that pivot or that business pivot? Yeah, so any good digital marketer knows that in order to scale up online, you need to niche down. And it's, it had been on my mind for a number of years. But interestingly, I couldn't figure out what it is, what it was my niche would be. And I joined a mastermind um, with a lady called Sigrun Gudjonsir, an Icelandic lady in Switzerland. And while my other fellow masterminders were making sales the entire year, and for anyone who knows masterminds are not inexpensive, um, I really struggled and I could not figure out what my why was. And it was actually Sigrun who said to me, you know, she knew about my background. My first book was a book about policing and social media. My first master's in journalism was how um, the Morris Tribunal, uh, a public inquiry into allegations of wrongdoing against Gardaí and Donegal, how that impacted the people of Donegal. Then my second master's, 13 years later in digital marketing, was how the Irish police force and Garda Sheikhana used social media. So actually, all the signs were there. I just didn't put the dots together and actually I was listening to Bob Proctor this morning and he said you can only join the dots at the end of the event, not at the beginning. And so Sigrun really helped me clarify that and that's why kind of coaches and masterminds are really important. And so public sector expert and a pro was the niche that I chose. Um, and I did have imposter syndrome at the beginning. I won't. A lie, but um, I decided to take it on and immediately, immediately I took action. So within 10 weeks, I had a brand, a website. I organized Ireland's first public sector digital marketing summit, and within six months, the first edition of this book was born. 
That's something else. So, so currently now, what type of organisations do you work with? Because that's a fairly broad, uh, you know, there's a broad ability to of, of different variety yeah. of organisations there. So what kind of ones do you do now? So currently we're working with Marine Institute, we're working with the National Crime Agency in the UK, we're working with um, local authorities across the country, we're looking with, working with higher education, I work on multiple European projects, um, Mission Ocean, which is one of the big missions, um, trying to replenish the ocean's health by 2030. So all of the work is very much about public interest, and that comes from my love of journalism and really caring about what's in the public interest. So, yeah, there are national government, local government, and every public sector agency in between. No shortage of clients, so. No. <laughs> so now you've self-published three books, and they only took you roughly six months Sorry. to do. Will you talk us through the process? Because it's an ever-evolving subject, like yeah. digital marketing, the landscape is always changing. So how did that work for you? So, like... Each book took six months and I'm all about process. I absolutely love process in my personal life and in my professional life. And when it came to writing those books, I simply started with the idea for the book and the why and what it would give a reader. And then I went straight to the chapter outline. And then I would just delve into the chapter that spoke to me. And I always asked my publishing partner for a deadline. So we'd get on a call and you'll hear from Jesse soon. And we would choose a date and we would re-engineer it. So I wouldn't allow myself to miss the deadlines. Um, and that's it. And I would isolate myself. Um, but it was handy because we had a pandemic. And I would isolate myself and I would write early morning, always early morning, uh, six to eight, midweek, but mostly weekends, Saturday and Sunday. So you worked this around work. You yeah. kind of took it like a job. 100%. It never interfered with the business of Public Sector Marketing Institute because, you know, that pays the bills and so I didn't want it to interfere. And yeah, I did it outside of work hours. And how would you compare that as a communication style and the project you worked on compared to your podcast? Which would you enjoy more? Oh, that's a great question. You are good, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love writing. If somebody asked me, what do you really do? I would say I'm a writer. And it can sound a bit pretentious, but I've always loved writing. At 13, I wanted to write books and be a writer. So I think I really enjoy the process of writing books. And I intend to write more books and not just about this stuff. Um, but the podcast brings me back to my radio days, right? Because I started my career as a broadcast journalist and reading the news and reading the obituaries. And, and so the podcast is very much about the spoken word, whereas a book is about the written word, and they're two different disciplines. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic, and look, you're doing fairly okay in both of them. So I noticed this book, everyone's read this book, right? Yeah. Uh, it's dedicated to frontline workers. Can you tell us a bit about that, or that's a lovely choice, but why did you pick frontline workers? Yeah, well, I mean, um, Mike Ryan, the executive director of the World Health Organization and the Emergencies Program, um, made a really impactful statement during the pandemic. It was April 2020, and I saw it in a tweet from Alexandra Komanovich, um, who's the social media manager, and it just stopped me in my tracks. And he said that he wanted to commend the people doing the silent work, and in that he said the communications and media professionals within government and public sector. And that just was a beautiful thing to say. And then I kind of coined this phrase, and it's, you know, in the absence of a vaccine, the only mitigating factor to saving lives during COVID before we had the vaccines was actually great digital communications. 
and it's people like Helena down there and her colleagues from the HSE who actually kept all of us alive. Like we changed our behavior within days, within days, because we trusted our leaders, we trusted our health service, and probably nobody thinks about that, but I think about that because I know the impact. And so then in dedicating the book, I said, well, this book has to be dedicated to all the people who worked on the front line who kept us safe while we stayed at home and over at and, you know, watch Netflix on demand. They were working 24-7. And I know that because I spoke to these people during the pandemic for the book and for the podcast. Brilliant. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lovely thing to be able to bring out a book, and especially in the role that you're in, in the industry that you're in. What, what part does this book play in your overall marketing strategy? It's central to it. Mm. You know, it's no accident that I write books for my business. It's the best calling card that you will ever get. Um, and it gives me authority, because you can be anything on the internet, right? You can say who you are, you can say you're anything. The internet does not re re refuse the keys. Um, and so I've always been very intentional on that. If I say I'm an expert, I need to have the 10,000 hours of practice. And then, because I'm a writer, I said, well, I can write the book in it. And I also discovered that the book didn't exist. So there was a senior government meta-executive, so Facebook and Instagram, who wrote a review of the first edition. And he tagged me on LinkedIn on the review, and he said, I did not know there was a language for public sector marketing. And he said, Joanne has written it. Um, and then I went on to speak at their conference or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I forget the question. <laughs> Sorry. How, uh, uh, does, how does this play an, an overall yeah. strategy in your market, marketing yourself, shall we say? Content marketing is, is where I get my business. 99% of my business comes from an outreach from a government body who's seen my courses or seen my work. Um, and they know it's very specialised. Obviously, then I have to go through the process of, of trying to get that work. But the book is the best calling card. And I would recommend it to any subject matter expert that's watching this back. You know, you speak. We speak at three words per second. Taught up how many words and minutes and hours per week of expertise that you are giving to your clients. These are all words that can go into a book that have legacy, that go on the internet, that become history. Um, and it's a really special thing to have a book. And if you're not a natural writer, record yourself and hand it over to a ghostwriter. Um, and you could do it and then you can reproduce it. So I think we all have a book in us. Yeah, some of them are rubbish though. <laughs> um, <coughs> I just get chat AI to write it for you. <laughs> yeah. So now, when I was looking at the book, your foreword is by President Obama's former chief digit. Sorry, at the back there, please. <laughs> it's your granny talking here. Come on. Um, <laughs> your the foreword is from President Obama's chief digital advisor. That's absolutely incredible. Can you tell us how how that came about? It's so interesting even to read that. Like. Yeah, and of course I splashed his name on the front of the cover, which you would do. So Tom Cochran worked in the Obama administration in 2011, and um, when Barack Obama came into office, he pulled his team together and he said, we will deliver the government that the public deserve, not the, the, the government that we dictate, and we're going to communicate accordingly. So Tom saw my first ever public sector digital marketing summit on the internet, and he reached out to me and he wow. said, can I speak at it? And I says, no, the agenda's full, Tom. 
I said, but... So he slid into your DMs. Yeah, well, my email inbox. And I said, not this time. I said, but I'll go back to you. And I did go back to him. And um, he came on my podcast. And then I asked him to write the forward for the first edition, to update the forward for the second edition. And he launched this book in October in Dublin. And he was our keynote speaker at the summit. And he was excellent. Um, and again, he's a guy that really gets the subject. Because you've got to get somebody to write the forward that understands the content. And that was really important, and he fitted the bill. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's a he's a great colleague now, and we res we respect each other's work. That's fantastic. So, Joanne, social media we know it changes so frequently. Do you foresee this just getting regular updates every few years, or have you plans to write different types of books? Or what's your next? Yeah, I mean, like the first edition was launched in 2018. You come to 2021, the world has changed because of the pandemic. So I kind of felt compelled. Um, and I was talking to Jesse and I says, this is probably going to be a book that has to be updated every three years. So I will commit to that. But there's so much more I want to write. And I want to write non-business books. Um, and I say that will come in the near future. It's kind of bubbling up inside of me. But yeah, more books and definitely updated editions for this one. So what would be your dream for this book? Like, what would you love to see happen? So I would really love this book to be... Um, mandatory reading in Houses of Parliament, in government right across the world. Uh, I would also like people to create a charter that they sign up to open and transparent communications in the public interest and really kind of embed that in their communications teams. But that has to come from leadership. In my experience, the comms pros, they buy into this. Mm. But oftentimes they don't have the resources or the support to deliver on it. Um, so I would like more senior leaders to, to read it um, and to, to act on it because it's, I mean, I went to the houses of the Oireachtas last week, I got a phone call and said, we need a copy of your book. And I said, well, it's on Amazon. We said, well, we, can't buy it. <laughs> we can't buy it on Amazon. And I said, no problem. I must post the book. So, um, so yeah, it does. I mean, my first book was mandatory reading in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It's on the curriculum in San Francisco University for the nonprofit marketing courses. And so, yeah. Um, into the into the hands of people who are in power, yeah. and that so they are reminded that they do things on behalf of us. You might send one to Trump and Elon Musk as well while you're at it. Well, yes, <laughs> with an invoice. Um. <laughs> My accountants down the back. <laughs> so, Joanne, what did you learn about yourself when you were writing this? I'm really good at solitude, <laughs> going in and being on my own. Um, that I'm a good writer. Um, that. I should use the platform to promote what the, the why of the book. And um, what else? I hate these questions, Kieran. See when you kind of yeah, get around just, to the personal well, stuff, I'm not, not really good at it. Well, the personal stuff's on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's um, Tinder going? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, you could find a book on that. I did. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I learned that, you know, I get great satisfaction in my work, um, but my life shouldn't just always be about work. Very good. That's <laughs> a lovely one to almost finish it on. The last question, is it true you turned Daniel O'Donnell down as the voiceover for the audiobook? <laughs> Do you know what? That is a is great rumour to start. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's on TikTok. Um, I wish. I'll work on that. He's a superstar, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
No, it's not. But um, I recorded it myself. Where can people get the audiobook or listen so to it? So you can go to Audible. It's okay. also on Spotify and any platform where you get your audiobooks. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 77 of the Public Sector Marketing Show, the very first episode of season five. I do hope you stick with me. If you want to level up your digital communications in government and public sector, then make sure that you get a copy of Public Sector Marketing Pro, the second edition, now available on Amazon in print, also for Kindle and on Audible as an audio book. And if you want to lean in to more skills, then make sure that you check out our upcoming training calendar for the autumn and winter. Go to publicsectormarketingpros.com forward slash training hyphen calendar. I'll see you on the next show. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a public sector pro you know. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. For more free resources, details of our upcoming training courses and consulting options, log on to publicsectormarketingpros.com.